Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody welcome in to the newest episode of dimming the gaslight you know me my name's mac and thanks for coming back for the new episode before we get started i wanted to thank rg for last week's episode rg is the host of the misadventures with the narcissist podcast and oh my god what a story that one story she told about her engagement at i guess holocaust camp absolutely freaking insane and i got so many responses about that rg thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you so much for telling your story and uh i need all you guys to check her out her podcast too is misadventures with the narcissist um check out her podcast it's because it's really cool stuff also i have a really interesting guest for you guys today her name is at i am alexa nicole and i'll, I'll post her tagline in her description for the episode she's super into holistic healing and uh, I found her through Instagram and we got to chatting and I really liked her story. She's got an interesting story about an upbringing with a family of narcissists um, and how that shaped her future relationships. And also she works with clients to help them through their trauma through holistic healing. So I think you guys are really going to like this episode. Before we get into it, please remember, follow me on Instagram at dimming underscore the underscore gaslight. Um, please if you would like to be a part of the show, you can email me at dimmingthegaslight at gmail.com. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcast if you would, please. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for all of the kind words you guys are always sending me every week, all the DMs and stuff. I really do love it. And thank you so much. I'm excited for you guys to hear this next episode. So uh, let's get right into it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. I am here with a very cool guest. I'm I'm excited to do this because we've been trying to, to get this uh, episode in the bag for a while. I'm here with my new friend. Her name is Alexa Nicole. Alexa, say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty excited to be on the podcast. She's she's an avid listener to the podcast, and uh, yes. I'm really excited to have her on too. So we were talking before we got on this on this uh, interview, and um, I think we started talking because I liked a post that she did about how female narcissists mm -hmm. use their sexuality to manipulate people, and um, so I liked her 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 post. And then she started looking into dimming the gaslight because she thought it was a cool name. And then one thing led to another and we just started talking. And uh, I heard a lot about her story. And I said, wow, this is an episode that I have to do. The cool thing about Alexa, is she's also a psychic and a medium. So we're going to get into all that. So you can follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is I am Alexa Nicole. And you can also go to www.iamalexanicole to do bookings and she will do uh, readings for you and things like that. So uh, Alexa, I'm really happy to have you on here. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here and um, thank you so much first off for, you know, um, birthing this beautiful gift. You know, obviously that came from something that didn't feel so beautiful mm -hmm. at the time and maybe still doesn't feel that beautiful. So I just want to say, you know, thank you for birthing this beautiful butterfly 
that is this um, podcast. So thank you for your work first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. And um, mm-hmm. like I, like you and I, uh, it was a little while ago where we had a conversation <laughs> and just, just like you, you know, like, yeah, it didn't come from a great place, but what yeah. you're doing right now is, is really cool. So um, let's, let's just jump right into it. So tell oh. us a little bit about how you got into the whole uh, psychic and the medium thing, or actually it's your show. You, you start where you want to start. I don't know if you want to start with your story and then get into that. It's your show. Let us know where you want to start. Let's start there. We're there now. Let's, let's continue with that flow. I love it. All right. Shoot. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. So I am 30 years in this human experience now, and uh, we'll have to go back to specifics. But I was about maybe like 24, 25 in Northern New Jersey. Um, I was a massage therapist at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, makeup artist, hair. So yeah, long, long story short, <laughs> the, the life of being um, a massage therapist and you know living the life in toxicity in all forms of um, abuse and of, you know, toxic people, places, things, environments just was not lining up. (laughs) Okay. You know, I cannot withstand, you know, working and being in that, um, you know, environment of, of clients and, you know, energy. And those clients were telling me, you know, which God bless them, (laughs) you know, everything about, you know, their lives and like really deep things, you know, personal deep, deep, deep things. I was going to say, it sounds like you're alluding to something else that. Exactly. So yeah, I was still heavily um, smoking weed at the time and drinking, um, less drinking when I was a massage therapist because I just physically could not, (laughs) you know, do the work and Mm -hmm. support myself and support the clients in that way. So it was one of the last times I remember, maybe it was like Hoboken or something like that. And I went out to like, you know, some bars, some clubs, like some other places that, you know, it's quite blurry, but Northern fricking New Jersey, <laughs> you know, I do know. Don't hate on Northern New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Not hating on it. It was just, a, it's a different, um, seeing a different chapter. No. Yeah. Any, anybody yeah. who, anybody who's been to Northern New Jersey knows exactly what they you're know. talking about. Yeah. Go they ahead. Know. <laughs> you, they know. Yeah. I just remember like some of the last times, um, drinking and going out to clubs and bars and how it just I was not just from quote-unquote hangover but like definitely just the toxic energy so I was you know opening up to being back into the nature of myself into you know intuitive um, nature intuitive Mm -hmm. gifts if you will Mm -hmm. and all of my ancestors and my friends family members and pets and spirit world were coming closer and closer and closer to me (laughs) and in order to have that connection you can't have any fog or blur Okay. But I understand now that, oh my God, I feel it. Whew, Take a were, deep breath. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Everything's good. That, um, yeah, they were coming to like protect me, <laughs> mm. you know, from that environment, you know, and from those people and from that abuse. Mm. Um, because really shortly after that, I remember it was like a multitude of dating, like different people. Yeah. It was like a large group of people, but everyone sort of collectively knew each other in that sort of bar club scene, if you will. Right. And I remember one last person specifically. Mind you, I had personally never tried or done hard drugs, just speed and drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I recall, you know, there is, well, gosh, this is a couple of people, but one specifically, I ended up getting you know, having, receiving my own apartment, you know, in Montclair. So that was, you know, super healing. And even that apartment was to, I don't want to say run away from a narcissist, but to keep safe. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and then I did not have the awareness then to know, even though my heart and my intuition knew like, don't jump into, you know, dating, so mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. I feel like I just really needed support and love and companionship because I didn't have it like anywhere <laughs> right I really didn't have it from my my family I didn't have it from really too many of the friends they were all toxic well, substances you know I get it yeah absolutely um so how we cate- catapulted into um you know into the work is because the intuitive work is because essentially massage work is intuitive. (laughs) So I was just becoming 
more, more and more and more and more and more aware of my surroundings. Mm-hmm. And I had my final straw with um, one of these last narcissists. I found out that he was either heroin addict or recovering heroin addict. And he was just trying to use me and like stay in my home oh, and like kind of move in too quick, too soon. So this, I feel like is to me very important. And of course, you guys the they best, always right? say, they always say nobody moves quicker than a narcissist who needs somewhere to live. Yep. Narcissist. And, you know, there is a very close link between uh, narcissism and addiction, but not all addicts are narcissists. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a very close link. So this is what I'm talking about. That's why I chose um, just to totally back off and stay away from, you know, bars and clubs, um, because this particular person right tried to move in. And when I mentioned like, hey, you've been staying here for da, 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 like, can you please contribute? Didn't want to contribute money. Absolutely not. Didn't want to contribute taking out garbage, just contribute at all. So it was all about them, 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 of course, narcissists. They're a bunch of freeloaders. That's why. Exactly. So then I had, you know, said like, I am not like, I'm done. (laughs) Gotta go. And then he like completely flipped out, called me like um, a bitch, but didn't just call me a bitch. He like went in the hallway of like the complex and screamed at the top of his lungs, fucking bitch on purpose. So everybody can hear, of course. Wow. Start a commotion. And then he called the cops on me saying that I was holding his keys hostage in my apartment because I just loved him so much and I didn't want him to leave. And I was like, the cops were there and I was like, let him in to look. I don't want him here. Yeah. yeah. Let him in to get him the fuck out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get your keys and get the fuck out. <laughs> but his keys weren't even there. So it was another manipulative tactic and trick to try to Mm-hmm. and be the space and being the boundaries to get back in. So I just wanted to share that as that was the pivotal point where I was like, I'm fucking done. I am not hanging around people like this anymore. Um, mm-hmm. This is toxic and I deserve to be treated way better. This, like, it was like, I finally became aware. This is like, just because I grew up in that manner, this is not normal. Yeah. Like this is not normal. And that, so, that aha moment is a kick in the ass to start getting your life in order. It was like a buck from a horse, like two fucking hooves. Like, so at that time, then I distanced myself from, it felt like it was just a a complete heart purge. I distanced myself from every quote unquote friend in quotations, Mm -hmm. very much so. Every, every person that was affiliated within that group or knew him or those people. And I just um, started just focusing on myself. And that's when my, my grandma you know, came to me the most strong she ever has and yeah, spirit world. And I just remember I did like a four day immersion. It just happened. It just barely eating any food, but drinking a lot of water and laying down all day. Like, and, um, that I, I healed a lot in those couple of days and I just meditated and slept for like four days straight. And I popped wide open and became so crystal clear on everything. And I did acupuncture for my first time. And after I did acupuncture, I, that's when I totally stopped drinking um, alcohol, smoking weed at that time, coffee, you know, cigarettes. And I just. Purge. Got, just sounds purge. like a big giant cleanse. Cleanse. Yep. So yeah. Personal rehab. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is because yes, that is quite accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like a personal rehab intervention, like, like yeah. wake up, wake up, like. You will literally like you will literally die if you keep doing this. Yeah. In fact, you're already dead because you're asleep. <laughs> yeah. I and this it. is toxic. And this is waking up. This is waking up. Yeah. So I want to hear about the history of your experience with narcissism as it relates to your upbringing and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So can you dive into that a little bit? Absolutely. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> stem from a family of narcissists, codependents, codependent narcissists, addicts, mental illness, you name it, it's there. Mm. (laughs) Um, But the thing is, it's very much so, well, unless you have just a very keen and aware eye and you're fucking healthy, but (laughs) it's, but it's it's like a very, like keeping up with the Joneses, like functioning addicts via pills that you get from your doctor. Mm. My, My mom got the hot, like, I'm not quite sure the name of it, so I can't really speak on that, the name of it, but I know it's one of the most like intense, if you will, pain meds. Mm. And I'm 30 years in this experience now. She started taking them when I was 15. Wow. So there's no way you're taking the highest dosage uh, milligrams, I guess that's how you say it. 
mm-hmm. in the m- most max amount of pills possible and like every single day. Yeah, I've done I've done know? an episode in the past about like comorbidities between, you know, narcissism and addiction issues and it's very rarely far off. Like a lot of there's a lot of comorbidities between addiction and narcissism. So true. <laughs> so your mom was an addict? Mm, still is. <laughs> wow. What still about is. the rest of your family? Um, no relationship with my brother. Why not? I, not by my choice. Mm. So he was um, a narcissist too. You said you grew up in a family of narcissists. Yes. Mind you, he had a bedroom like right next to my, you know, my door in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never had uh, my brother's telephone number, vice versa. It's, you know, how people say about people talk about sort of distant relationships with their siblings, but like, it's clearly toxic, but it's more normal than than not, if you will, if that makes sense. Like yeah, there's actual like communication. It's not like, it's not an exaggeration. There's literally never been like any communication. So when I was, when I was younger, uh, my sister and I, we just lived very parallel lives, you know? And I think the more maturity that we got and the older we got, you know, there's this whole hallmark thing, right? Like you're supposed to love your family and you're supposed to get along with your family. And it's just supposed to be this like hallmark card that really didn't exist for me until it was a choice. You know what I mean? And I think it's a choice the older you get that you maintain that relationship with your family. And, you know, I've shared in prior episodes, like I was completely disconnected from my family because of my toxic necks. Um, And it wasn't until in the last, say, a couple months that I've reconnected with family that I have not seen in close to 10 years. And it's all because of choice. And it's all because you know, we want to be in each other's lives now. And right. now we're, we're showing the effort to do that. And it doesn't, it just doesn't sound like you had that experience. No. And, you know, currently there's, I don't want to say there's no choice because that's not a fact. That's not truth. There is a choice on one half <laughs> or mm. one whole, if you will. Myself. So, so his, cho- so what is his choice in terms of having a relationship with you? Um, I can't speak on his behalf, if you will, but c- the clear actions are there's no want need or interest so what was your relationship like with him when when you were kids non-existent like nothing I don't really um I think I can remember playing with him I don't know maybe three times wow yeah I'm sorry like never yeah yeah um and anytime he would see me like you know let's say we had the hallway that obviously connected the bathroom and the kitchen and my room and his room was just a wall away and that's honestly really sad (laughs) yeah like anytime he would see me in the hallway he would tell me to go kill myself wow yeah he would call me me ugly he would call me a bitch (laughs) i'm sorry that's rough yeah so that's what i grew up with so imagine like as a young woman too and like you're a father too so tell me from your perspective how you would feel about that but like a, a like a daughter growing up always hearing that she should die that she's ugly, she's a stupid little bitch, that she's stupid. Those are always, you know, the words that yeah, I mean, as a as a father, I talk to my kids now and I'm I'm really sorry that that you went through that. As a father now, I talk to my kids and and you know, my kids, you know, they have that normal sibling rivalry type thing. Sure. Um, but when they want to fight over, you know, like who gets what toy or who, you know, who gets to go inside the building first or like the line leader or whatever, I, I try and tell them all the time, like you guys are the only people in the world like you guys have the same blood do you know what I mean like you guys will always have each other and it is a choice and you guys I don't tell them like hey listen you know you guys love each other or whatever but what I try and explain to them is like do you when I when my kids go and do something I go do you think that was nice do you think you should have done that and I let them tell me what they did or like, you know, wow. what do you think you should have done rather That's than, wonderful. you know, rather than me being like, Hey, what do you, you know, don't do that. No, 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 don't kick her. Don't push her. What did you do there? You know what I mean? And, and I think, um, wow. That's beautiful. The best parent wow. I can give. <laughs> wow. Thank you. I just want to like, <laughs> yeah, I want them to come to their own conclusions. I don't want to tell them what they did wrong. I want them to tell me what they did wrong and what they would do to fix it. That's beautiful. Thank you. That is powerful. And thank you so much for doing that. And that is truly though, to be honest, that's 
powerful and very empowering. Thank you. And like allows them to access their own intuition. Well, well in all fairness, yeah. though, in all fairness, though, I didn't come up with that. I've gotten a lot of good advice. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I've gotten a that, lot of good advice along the way. That's beautiful. But you're implementing it. Everybody can read a freaking book, listen to a podcast, do this. What action steps are you taking? And like, you're yeah. actually doing it. Yeah. You're not saying, I've, I heard this and I thought about saying this. <laughs> it's like, you're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so All right. So you said about is, your relationship with your mom. You said about the relationship with your brother. What about yeah. your father? And um, yes. <laughs> and just one more thing about, yeah. you know, in regards to what you said. And I love that you had mentioned about your personal experience. I thank you so much for that. The thing is, there was a lack of that. There never was a, like, you can't force your kids to do anything correct. Like, you can't force them to have a relationship, right. if you will. You can't force it. Nope. But you can, you can create boundaries and a structure of love. Yeah. Even if you don't see eye to eye, you can create a boundary and a foundation and a structure of love. And that's something I never experienced. Like there was never that sit down of like, okay, this is happening. Like, let's, let's talk about why did you say that? And, Mm -hmm. you know, mind you, like they're, they're literally, you know, hearing this kid saying this stuff to me and, um, you know, reactive abuse. When I like start raging and freaking out, they're like this your Alexa's fucking crazy. She's too sensitive. But he and just told me to go kill myself. Thank you. And they'd be like, can you stop crying? Stop crying, Alexa. Stop crying. You're so dramatic. I bet you've called so d- dramatic a thousand times in your life. Uh, cr- crazy was there because they feel like they're crazy. So they're projecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they feel crazy and stupid. So yeah. that, that's what they feel like they are. So they're projecting. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, my father... I'm going to make that my ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking love it, dude. (laughs) Holy raging narcissist. Um, So my father is a narcissist. Um, But yeah, my father towards me, well, and other folks at different periods of time, but my experience, um, he was physically abusive. Um, emotionally abusive, financially abusive, mentally abusive, just not sexually abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything else under the sun. Um, and, you know, he was never really home. And when he was home, my mom would call him the idiot. <laughs> and that's just toxic and unhealthy in itself. And I remember I wasn't too keen on him and how he treated folks. But she'd be like, the fucking idiot's home. The fucking idiot, the fucking idiot. And that's just like not a way you like talk to little ass kids, let alone even teenagers. Like that's not like, go get a therapist, talk to your girlfriends about it. it like go away. Like yeah. your, your kids don't need to hear your, your drama. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, you know, my nex always wanted to preach how holier than thou her family was. But like mm-hmm. when her dad would come home from work, uh, her mom would be like, oh, fat boy's home. Wow, that's fucked like the same stuff yeah wow yep Yep. right and it's so healthy right yeah so healthy they're so great keeping and then they go oh i was just joking i was just joking you know you're you're taking it too hard off you can't take a joke typical narcissistic response right you can't take a joke i was only joking that's just a joke yeah what's Um, the punchline if that's the joke what's the punchline oh right just fuck they're just these types of folks just mm-hmm. oh my gosh please get some healing please get some healing Seriously. you know um, get it the fuck away from me get your get healing the, get it the fuck, get away, the from fuck away from me yeah <laughs> like boundary central and keep it like i don't even want to see it I just god bless you over there i don't yeah, want to know bless about you it over there. <laughs> goodbye see ya. So, so tell me more Actually, about your dad yes okay thank you so yeah he was never home and i never knew of mom and dad's room my dad had the basement, so that would be the idiot's room, uh-huh. um, as per my mother. Um, so that was his room. So I would call my mom's room, mom's room. And then my, you know, the basement, my father's room. And mind you, imagine an envision going as an elementary school kid, all those different phases and ages. And then I go to different homes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying that we're all perfect, but I'm just saying. And I see, I see things that are totally different. Now mom and dad are in the same room in this home. They're kissing each other on the cheek. They're hugging. They're showing affection. They're like sitting down at dinner with one another. And I'm like, 
so something's really fucking off there. So anyway, <laughs> you guys are actually functioning human beings. What the fuck yeah. is that? But mind you, I grew up in such this, you know, such abuse and narcissism and toxicity. I did not know that wasn't normal and that other people didn't live like that. That's all I knew. Like that, like isolation, you know, until I went out to friends homes and still I felt so gaslit and I felt so brainwashed that I still thought this was normal. Yeah. Because if you try to fight the narcissist, AKA mom and dad, you, you can't, you have to like, it was chaos. You know, you would, you're, yes, you're called crazy. You're told shut up. Yeah. Like, so like there was, uh, you're, you're reminding me of one of these experiences that I, that I had, like, so I've had two, two as an adult, some of the most toxic experience I've had, one was with a job and one was with this prior relationship, but I can mm-hmm. tell you so many times when I was in that job and when I was in the relationship, I remember going, this is not the way the real world works. When I get out of this, I know that like, like right now, like this, this environment that I'm in, this is the real world. And like me succumbing to everything that they put me through is not the way the real world works. And it's funny because I've still stayed in touch with people from that job. Right. And they're like still some of my closest friends and like, they've gotten new jobs too. And I'm like, I told you that's not the way the real world works. I promise you it's not. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing that. This is fun, isn't it? This is, this is fun. <laughs> but you, you touched on something that's genuine and so important too, is that a lot of people hear the terminology, um, narcissist and narcissism and they only think and they only believe that it's in partnership and in romantic relationship mm-hmm. some some people still don't believe maybe don't have the awareness or quite understand it's everywhere it could be a, um, anywhere at your local gas station you know there's the narcissist you know, they're just trying to mess with you for no reason. And you're just like living your best life trying to get some gas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just, yeah. Right. And like, you don't necessarily have like, you know, those sort of like intimate interactions with those narcissists. So that's why like, you know, they might just be pumping your gas, you know, so you don't have like some intimate interaction with them. But a lot of times what happens is, is like, you know, like, that's why I like your story so much because you have that element of your upbringing was like that. And then Mm -hmm. it also shapes your relationships too every single part like yes I, I love thank you again so much for sharing that like a lot of folks you're you know this right from experience and you just know this you know like staying in jobs because that's your support again what if you have children what if you don't all of it you know that's your safety that's your stability and that's your support and number one in trauma healing is safety you know so like they feel like their job is safe it's their safety net nobody can you know, if they're healing from abuse, nobody can harm them or touch them or, or hurt them or say anything. And it's like, but you are experiencing that. So like the money itself, you know, is sort of a mirage because they feel like they are being self-sufficient. They aren't depending and relying on people, but you feel like shit all the time. Somebody's like cursing at you or, or talking down to you and you feel lethargic and you're like not sure maybe you're not aware why you're feeling you know sick or lightheaded or nauseous or why you're gaining weight or losing weight you know well the problem with 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 me is that like um like especially when it came to that job or, or with the relationship too and i know a lot of people can relate to this i'm always calculating and walking on eggshells going okay if i do this am i gonna get yelled at probably mm-hmm. so let me do it this way yeah so that I appease them. And then I still end up getting yelled at. And it's like, well, I should have just done whatever the fuck I wanted because I was going to get yelled at anyway. <laughs> it's so true. So this, because it's always, yeah, going to be their way or their way <laughs> or, or their, their way. way. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the more we become more aware and more awake to that, the more we, um, you know, allow spirit just to move through us, the more we, allow ourselves to feel safe just to be us and realize like um in all ways shapes and forms through that love um, of all of all things um no one and nothing can hurt us and it's really important as you said to just do as do as you do be be the best you you can just be the best you be as you are right be as you are don't change just Mm -hmm. be like a human being not a human doing 
the more you're you're just yourself you're just being in your true natural essence human you know what being, i mean not a human doing damn just be because it's gonna they're gonna get that might be the title of your episode <laughs> i love that that's <laughs> so beautiful you know i've done a lot of trauma healing work like somatic work in my body and i this is daily by the way because I've had to hold so much in since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. And imagine I've done so much healing work. And like we said, I did that like personal rehab, you know, and I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it. So that's one thing I just would love to, you know, when I am, <laughs> you know, here speaking on is a lot of people act like I'm so healed. I know everything. And that's not accurate. You know, we are always, can always learn more, become even more aware. Um, so I just want to really say that um, done a lot of healing work <laughs> and we're still healing. So a lot of, again, super somatic work because I'm, I'm speaking on that because I always had, I always held my breath. Like even now I just want to. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. Like I, I had a conversation before this whole thing ever happened mm-hmm. with me going through narcissistic abuse or, well, I was going through narcissistic abuse, but I didn't have the knowledge that I was going through narcissistic abuse. But I used to say to my friend, like, I don't understand these people who do this deep breathing bullshit. <laughs> I used to say to my friend, like, I breathe. Yeah, I breathe. And then my problems are still fucking there. And, and it was just because I was going through so much. But like yeah, now, yeah. now I do know that like sometimes like I literally I just sit here and like, especially when things are going really, I don't want to say bad, but just not the way I want them to be. Like sometimes I just go. <sighs> I just like let it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing it with you. I always feel so much better when I do something like that. Can we just collectively just do one, please? <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Okay. Let's do it, ready? You and I and everybody listening, just place your hands on your heart. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold it and let it out with a deep sigh. Ha. <sighs> yeah, baby. What, what was that sigh? I want to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I said. <laughs> He's like, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll. <laughs> I love it. I should have smoked my vape when I did that. But <laughs> it's the dragon. That was so much fun. That's a first for the Dimming the Gaslight podcast is breathing exercise with Alexa Nicole. That was fun. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So important though. Yeah, for real. You know, so important because um, when we experience narcissistic um, abuse, we tend to um, oftentimes, <laughs> way more than that, disassociate and the spirit leaves the body. So it's important for us to breathe through the spirit to, to connect back into the body again for, you know, for gaslighting, for us to not be fooled and to not be manipulated and to not be gaslit. Because when we're in our body, we hear our own thoughts, our own heart, our own heartbeat, our own inner child, um, and our own intuition guiding us, letting us know red flag. Yeah. Or that doesn't feel right. That doesn't sound right. Well, I dig it. It definitely centered me. That was fun. Oh, exciting. Yes. (laughs) So let's get back into your story about your dad and and how that shaped the rest of your your upbringing and your future relationships and all that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because it's like, it's not just a story. It's like, this is my actual life. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, communicating about it and talking about it is like, holy shit. Like, it's not just a story. Like that was me. That is me. Wow. You know, just like, well, just the- know that story is going to help a lot of people. I'm telling you. That. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, I also want to say it's, um, we also, you know, very much so encourage other people, of course, only when it's safe, it has to be safe, 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 make sure safe, safety, safety plan. Um, but I really encourage and empower other people to speak up and speak out because I've shared a lot of this more so in private work, in person, in ceremony. So I just want you to know and everybody here to know that this is really healing and empowering and supportive for me as well. So it just like that abundance flows, you know, yeah. to and through everyone. So I thank you so much. And it's just, it's really healing to speak of your experiences. It doesn't yeah. have to necessarily be on a podcast. No. Um, it could just be with a flower, you know, uh, um, true though, you know, yeah. with your, with your um, you know, with your spirit guides, with your ancestors, it can be in nature, it can be with animals and it can be with maybe a healthy family member, friend, or. But the point is, is that you got to get it out and you got to get that purge. And it's funny, like, and, and you're welcome and, and thank you for doing it because like 
it, for the same sure. token too, like I say, I say to people, like, I never, I never, never, never thought I'd be doing this podcast, telling my secrets <laughs> to everybody, but for the same token too, like I now, now that like, you know, I'm, who knows when this will air, but how many episodes into this, I can't imagine my healing without it. Yes. And as, as I've listened to all the different um, episodes, you truly not just hear it, but feel it. Like you yeah. feel your beautiful expansion and your even more awareness and your empowerment with them, you know, each episode and in each guest. And it's so magnificent and unique how each um, guest that you have on it, mm-hmm. like, cre- yeah, creates a very like specific and definitive healing within you because that person's unique um, experience, you know, it's not just all Ooh, their story, their experience. It's like this fucking pain, the pain these beautiful people experience, you know, the abuse, the trauma, you know, it, it helps that very specific point within you and within everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember, I, you know, for example, just listening to some of your episodes of some of the guests, I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it's also right that like, holy shit, you know, even, even us of those who like are, you know, ready to speak up and, and speak out in the, in the fullest of capacities. It's like, oh my gosh, like I feel more supported and less alone. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> oh the whole gosh. point of this. Like, it's like, I, I tell people, like when we're doing the podcast, it's like, I want people to know that your story can be bleak and it could be dark. And with all of us, like there was a time when we didn't think we were going to get through it. And yeah. here we are, and we're still standing, and it's still not standing. over. It's not over. And and I've been using this line with a lot of people over the last couple of weeks. Like my life feels like one big giant white clean canvas, and I can make it whatever I want, and I can paint this picture and oh. whatever I want it to be. Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so true. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> Um, all right, so back into the the further. We're back underwater. Here we go. <sighs> so yeah, I talked about how you know he had dad's room, you know, downstairs. Right. So so my mom being in the narcissistic abusive relationship, you know, what did that message say? What did that message say to like a kid know, growing up? Still stay. It said to still stay. Mm. It said for somebody to you know to curse you out, to to yell at you every single day. It's just really sad. Never saw my mom genuinely happy, Mm. you know, because he sucked the life out of her. Barely saw my mom hanging out with any friends because as we know, and narcissists don't want other people around, especially in the home. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll get found out about the mask is because that's where they feel like they can um, uh, demask, if you will. Yeah. You know, and as you know, right? So in, in the home, a lot of the times, I never saw him act like that. I never heard him talk to you like that. I think you're making things up. Yeah. No, he's a really nice guy. Or she, she she's really sweet. She's yeah. really, she would never say something like that to you. And yeah. you're like, that mind fucking, blown. They're dangerous. They're a monster. You don't even understand. Yeah, they're no, demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And nobody like gets it. Dangerous. And I love that you said that word. Not that I love that, but you know what I mean? Only because they're, like just it resonates a lot in my heart like these people are dangerous yeah these people will smile at you you know in your face and whether it's to you or to a beloved fucking like destroy them and I don't have this personal experience but just from hearing of these experiences like physically destroy these people and that's why safety is so important and that's why boundaries and like distance and leaving these people mm-hmm. um, when it's safe. I just always want to say when it's safe and safety plan. Um, For sure. Because you don't want to like leave and feel, I don't know, just like, you need an exit plan. You, you need an exit can. plan. You need an exit plan. Yeah. I just want to like say it 10,000 times, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because also I just want to say, even though the narcissist demask themselves, you don't know who they are really. And you maybe don't know what they're capable of. You think you do, but they are tricksters. They are these dark entities. They, they are parasitic. They are parasites. And you have no idea what they are capable of. And, you know, what if you tug on one of their little strings, you know, not on purpose, but just you're just being, you know, yourself, you, yeah. you, you know, and also just like you, you're not taking their shit. You're not, you know, taking their abuse anymore. And like, what if 
you know, we don't want that what if, but it's real. I just want to talk about the realness of that. And if they like, you know, snap or do weird shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're always, wanna... And the thing is too, they're always one step ahead of you. Like they might be like five steps ahead of you always. Like they're, they're very calculated, manipulative, and they are always ahead of you and you'll never catch up. The, never. the, the, the key is to just not play. Don't play at all. And fuck, sometimes you'll have no idea. This is just coming through just like really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the worst narcissists, I just want to please everybody listen to this. Like one of the worst narcissists I've ever experienced. I only knew for about a week, got a restraining order against um, this person. This person, I was a massage therapist at the time, as I stated earlier, um, he called me over 50 times, called me, texted me, emailed me, messaged me. He created over X amount of Facebook accounts, Instagram accounts. So I was um, afraid to be on my phone, to be on mm-hmm. the internet, to have a social media account, to be myself. I had to literally curl up and hide for safety at that time. That's why I always advocate for a safety plan. And again, imagine I'm, I'm going to work Uh, supporting myself, supporting others, (sighs) just the ignorance of people too. He creates a fake name and books a massage appointment. And I just want to say, not everyone's going to advocate for you. My coworkers were laughing and making jokes about it. Yikes. Laughing and making jokes about it. That's freaky. That's stalkerish. And I, and I said that to them and they just didn't have the awareness and, or they were just toxic as fuck themselves. You know, they were like, because how do I say it? Maybe he didn't look disheveled, if you will. And their, their words, not mine. Um, Oh, he's, he's so handsome. Almost like it's romantic for him to be doing that. Mind you, my face like turned pale and I was like nauseous. And I told them like, get him out, get him out, get him out. Like, that's not even this person's name. I haven't even talked to this person. You know, Mm -hmm. they're blocked and deleted on everything. Like get him out, get him out. And they were not taking me seriously. You know, that again, they thought it was like some sick, like, like romantic gesture or something, you know, and just didn't understand. I don't know how they they didn't understand, but you know, so um, I immediately ran into like a different manager's office and I was like, I can, whatever massages are next, can't do it because I'm calling the cops. Wow. That's why why I advocate, like, I know sometimes, that's a, that's a whole fucking 10 episodes. (laughs) A lot of the times law enforcement and cops and the government sometimes really don't help. But I still want to say, pump it, keep pumping it out and keep putting that, that pressure on them. Keep putting it out there. I mean, look at what our beautiful boy, Johnny was good. Yeah. For real. Like, Let's go. Thank you, Johnny. Like did for all of us. Yeah. I mean, keep, keep pumping that gas. Keep, 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 you know, keep putting pressure and keep putting your, your power, your light into it and out there. You know, because imagine if the government and law system is like, is flooded with, you know, People finally speak. You know, imagine if like in next week, everybody starts speaking up and speaking out. They have to start doing something about it. I really think that <laughs> like laws against coercive control and things like that are, are going to be on the rise because not just because of the whole Johnny Depp thing, but I think that like, I'm not, not like my, my podcast is like any like paramount thing, but like, just think of like, yes, it is. all these people have these stories. Like this is a problem. This, this is, is a problem. fucking problem. Like it's, and it's not just like, okay, you know, like I'm, I'm well aware to doing this podcast. Like there's two sides to every story and everything like that. But like all these stories are the same. And if it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it sounds like a duck, it's a duck, man. Like quack, this quack. is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem. Right. But the only way for it to change is if people speak up and speak out. Mm-hmm. The only way it's going to change. Yeah. You're making this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking up, uh, speaking up, speaking out, going and filing for a restraining order, telling a friend, like any and all type of speaking and using your voice is important. Yeah. Well, it has to be known about because the narcissist's biggest fear is being exposed. So let's expose him. Right. Hell yeah. So let's dim, expose him. Dim the gaslight. Dim that fucking gaslight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So also that person stalked me. I was, um, at that time, because I had left my abusive family home. Mm-hmm. So I was actually, thank you. I love you so much, by the way, if you're listening to this, even if you're not, I love you. <laughs> I was living with my massage teacher at the time mm-hmm. in Northern New Jersey. And uh, whew, that's a, there's way more to this story. Like it's mm-hmm. just, just saying certain parts of it right now. So full story, definitely. I'm, I feel like needs to be shared, but so he stopped me at, 
her apartment or at that apartment I was living at. Mm-hmm. He sent me a pic. Mind you, I blocked the deed. He pulled up to the parking spot, said that he rung the doorbell multiple times. Mind you, this isn't even like my home, if you will. <laughs> like, thank God this woman was just so magical and beautiful and just so loving and supportive. But he pulled into the parking lot and took selfies of himself with wine in his hand. What a creepster. He's so fucking creepy. So that's why I'm like, please, everybody, just like awareness is everything. I only knew this person. I didn't even know them. How about that? Yeah. Um, I didn't even, I knew of their mask for about a week. I knew well, of their mask. You know, it's funny. I was with my ex for nine years and it wasn't until three weeks before she filed the restraining order on me that I, that was at that time, three weeks before she filed the restraining order on me was when I discovered narcissism. So I was with her for nine years, but I really feel like I only knew her for three weeks. That is, wow. And I had two kids with this person. Wow. Yep. That, my heart. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. (sighs) And I always knew there was something wrong. I just couldn't, I couldn't peg it. You know what I mean? There was something wrong. And it wasn't until three weeks before I left the home that I was like, oh my God, she's a narcissist. And when I stopped playing for those three weeks, it only took three weeks for her to get a fake restraining order and get me the fuck out of the house because I wasn't playing the game anymore. Thank God for that blessing. Yeah. Thank God for knowledge is everything. Like you said, awareness is everything. Awareness is everything. She had no idea that she was doing you the biggest, biggest favor of of your life, the biggest blessing. Like, yeah. And now look what, you know, you're still, and now already doing for others, you know? So that's so special. Thank you. Um, Oh my goodness. So gaslight. Oh my gosh. We talked about this real quick, but this, specific um sadistic narcissist is how i learned what the terminology i still don't even quite know what it was and i was like what the fuck (laughs) um but through this narcissist is how i um heard about or first learned what gaslighting is Mm -hmm. during that very odd week of gross um abusive time spent you're talking and you know, it's been so long ago and I was smoking weed then, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just can recall these, this essence. Right. And I remember we were saying something and I remember it, obviously I caught him in some lie, like almost, I recall saying something like, wait, you just said this, but you're doing that, but you said this, but you're doing that. And I wasn't being argumentative. It was like, um, I'm really genuinely trying to understand <laughs> Um, healthy communication. Yeah. yeah I'm genuinely trying genuinely, to understand like, what the hell is going on. Right. How did you just say this and you're doing that? And like, I might've, might've said something along the lines of like, this doesn't add up, but help me understand. Yeah. Help me understand. And he goes, Freak, his fucking eyes turned black. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's driving. And I'm feeling like he's going to like, it just got creepy, real creepy, real fast. Like the tension got thick. You're gaslighting me. You're fucking gaslighting me. That's gaslighting. And then he gave the silent treatment the rest of the time. Whoa. And that's how I first found out what gaslighting is. Through him. Through him. Because that's why I want to say, like, well, we talked about this. Mm, okay. This is a whole other thing, too. <laughs> okay. I am not a fan of anybody. Hear this? I'm not a fan of anybody who claims that they are an aware narcissist. Take the word aware and they're still a narcissist. Narcissists will study what a narcissist is what gaslighting is, um, all of this terminology, and they are still a narcissist. They're using it to get into the, the, the ring of empaths, to, to get what they want, the attention, the admiration, the love, and the appreciation that they desire, that they choose not to emit from themselves. They, ooh, listen to this though, an aware narcissist is not a healed narcissist. I wholeheartedly agree. Being so, aware and being healed is, you're still a narcissist. So I, I admit that, you know, on my Instagram page, I share like, you know, the Lee Hammocks of the world who, you know, post their kind of stuff. My, view, <laughs> my viewpoint of it though, is I agree with you, a self-aware narcissist, not a healed narcissist. And also for the same token, although I do appreciate some of the content, there's this underlying thing in my brain where I think- they are saying, don't give the supply to your personal narcissist, give the supply to me. Can you just say that one more time for the people in the back? (laughs) I feel like 
Okay. They're saying, don't give the supply to your personal narcissist. Give it to me. Thank you. That's how I feel. Thank However, you. I will say that okay. some of the things that they say are poignant. I do understand what they're saying. And I do, I have reshared some of the stuff, but that's okay. just kind of how I see it. Google.com. Ask Jeeves if that's still a relevancy thing. <laughs> um, no, it's not. I know. <laughs> 2022. Damn. I'm taking myself. But uh, yeah, anyway. But do you know what I mean? So these people just but if like there's read. a self-aware narcissist listening to this, I would like to interview somebody. Oh my gosh. And you're going to advocate for them? I'm not it's necessarily. still giving them supply. I'm interested. It's, it's still I'm interested. Them su- All right. You're right. I, it's still giving them supply. I, yeah, I'm with you. Still giving them supply. I'm still flawed. <laughs> Listen, a benevolent narcissist's manipulation and motive is to help others appearing altruistic. So they can receive praise, admiration, appreciation with the distinctive knowing that this will give them the attention they want. It is not genuinely about serving and helping others. If you need to rewind that and play it 200 times, please do it. Yeah. Not you, but I, I mean, shit, everyone. Anybody if listening? You're, yeah. If you're, if you're included, then please do it too. Anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I am not advocating for any narcissist. If people are taking steps toward genuine healing, of course. But that's what they're doing. They're preying on empaths because they know we're going to be empathetic. Well, they're trying. What are they trying? They're trying to get the praise, the admiration, and the, and the attention. And again, I want to piggyback and just uh, please tell me I might be repeating your exact verbiage. Um, but just because it's not your romantic partner, it doesn't mean that, you know, they're not doing the exact same things that your romantic partner, you know, your boss your, your coworker, your family member, all these different genre of narcissists. Like a lot of people just, you know, yeah, stay, like we were saying, like stay stuck and it has to be your romantic partner. And like, that's the only way they're a narcissist. And that's simply not true. No, they gain supply from those hundreds of thousand followers that they have on their, on their pages and, and the attention that they're getting. Yeah, no, I'm with you. You know, that's honestly like, I can't tell you what to to do or what not to do or anyone else, but something like interviewing these people and giving them more of a platform is honestly suppressing more people who experience domestic violence and narcissistic abuse. We need to give more people um, the platform and more people just the support and empowerment who have experienced domestic violence, abuse, narcissistic abuse, and trauma. They need to be the ones to shine now. These people can um, sit the fuck down. So, so let's talk, (laughs) I'm with you, but all right. So let's talk a little bit about your, um, your coping strategies and your healing, uh, techniques. Tell us a little bit more about that. Absolutely. Um, and can I just ask more coping with just trauma? Yeah. Yeah. Recovery. You know, what is, what does recovery look like for you and, and your, and the people that you speak with and your clients? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Something that's super huge um, when you're healing from trauma, abuse, narcissistic abuse, sacred rage. It is so important for you to express rage Mm. in all ways. I did not say project rage. I said express. So it is so important for us to express rage because you know, how many times um, did they curse us out? belittle us, we're physical, we're, we're sexually abusive, we're abusive in all ways, shapes and forms. And you have to, like we were talking about right before, hold our breath in, um, maybe crunch your shoulders in, you know, close your heart up, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of the times um, empaths, right? And sensitive folks are, um, have this sort of fear, if you will, of experiencing anger and rage. And a client has actually said they don't want to be there father they don't want to be their abuser so they even withhold their rage because they're like but i'll but i'll be repeating the cycle or i'll be doing exactly what they're doing and you're right if you're projecting it um so yeah coping and healing is the expression of sacred rage here's the thing rage is actually an alchemy tool as we're talking about canvases and paints right well to create this beautiful life right that we're living now of this um this like this healing and this expansion and then this expression we need all different types of shades and hues and and colors and we need this beautiful you know paint if you Mm -hmm. will that is rage what does this look like a couple things this looks like screaming 
so you can drive in your vehicle, whether only one of two ways, it can be with someone who supports you. So they can be the ones driving and you can just go for it. You know, if you feel like you just need to be fully in your body and that it maybe would just, you know, you, you need that support. Um, also just like, honestly, just so that energy can like be free with yeah. the air, just like open up your windows, even just a smidge. So the energy just like flows out and is healed by that spirit of air and scream and scream and scream and scream. And not just little like, ah! like we're talking, scream, like fully scream. And when you're um, experiencing perhaps an injustice, whether you're experiencing an injustice, whether you're observing an injustice, it's really important to experience that rage <laughs> of like, I, that makes, I'm experiencing feeling angry, frustrated, this, and like, yeah, let that tone of your voice even like get super like, Ugh. yeah, dude, I think that's really good advice because like, we all have this kind of predisposition that anger is bad and, and rage is bad. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, like, I'm a pretty, I consider myself a pretty mild-mannered guy for the most part but every now and then man I find myself in the car right and like somebody will have pissed me off and uh (laughs) I'll be having one of those full-blown arguments with the steering wheel and I'll tell you like I just it's this guttural scream until like I don't have any air left and it's something that I've learned through going through this is like you have to let this shit out. You Ow. have to purge it because if it just stays inside of you, it's like, what was that old dream? Like, I mean, I'm, <clears throat> what was that old poem? Like a dream deferred or something doesn't explode. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just kind of like, you just, it'll just drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. And with everything that I've gone through, it's like, no, you're supposed to have anger. Anger is a real emotion. It's a real mm-hmm. thing that you have to address. You know, it's not always tears. To. It's not always crying. It's not always falling oh. to pieces. No, oh. like a lot of us are fucking angry and we have and every angry. right to be and we have every right to angry. be yeah. yes love that i'm just like yes feeling the anger and knowing yeah you have i'm just repeating it it's so beautiful and good um you have every single right feel what you experience like hear back write it down like mm-hmm. even if you record your own podcast and you're the only one that hears it back like record a video on your phone literally yeah. yes tell your story to yourself and literally hear that and get fucking angry you know allow- i have a i have a video diary um that maybe one cool. day when this divorce is over that i can actually start posting things on tiktok and stuff of myself but after i drop off the kids sometimes i, I have like a video diary of just how i feel at that moment of like dropping off my kids or finding out some new information about my asshole ex and her new boyfriend or something like that. And I video record myself of just how I feel in that moment. And, um, I, you know, I haven't shared it with anybody other than my closest friends who, who know who I am, but, um, I go back and I see progress. You know what I mean? I see a difference in my behavior. And like, there was a time when I'm like, Oh man, she's got a new boyfriend. Like <laughs> she's got a new boyfriend. That guy sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and now it doesn't even matter to me anymore. Yes. And I love that you share that because it's so important to express all of it, right? Where it's like more of that, like, um, and it's not weak by any means, but like that whimper and like that just sort of like, oh my gosh, that like little boy is just like, ow, she's yeah, someone yeah. new, ouch, ouch. Yeah. I have children with this person, ouch, yeah, yeah. ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> yeah. This person isn't who I thought they were, ouch, like that hurts. And then I, like, it, you know, oh, Owning a, uh, not owning, I don't like that, that word necessarily, but empowering. Yeah. Like being in your fullness of expression and expansion of your power. Like, I don't give a fuck, yeah. you know? And like, it's not just about, um, it's not like um, ego. It's not like you are better than the person, but it's just the way you're naturally feeling. Right. And you know what you, know? you have to offer the world, right? Like, you know, your value, you know what you have to offer and you know, you know, you might feel lonely now, but you were lonely when you were with them. And, and now, like I said, you have this whole clean slate that you can paint on and I love that love feeling it. it's so beautiful so Alexa like what are some of the other things that uh you do with your clients what are some of the other of these somatic healing techniques that you use yeah so a lot of the rage work a lot of the anger work like in person let's say I'll be like pillows and <laughs> you know um so that's something to do this with yourself so hitting the pillows punching the pillows and they're also um 
bring the trauma memory to the surface. So we're activating that part of their body. So it comes to mind and it comes to spirit and it comes to memory. So it's soul retrieval as well. So it's like mm. anything they disassociated. So if their spirit is still disassociated with their body, we bring them, we bring that spirit back into the body. Mm. And soul yeah. retrieval, that's something. Oh, I like that word. Soul retrieval. Ooh, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> And, um, you know, some folks aren't at the um, point in their experience to cry, but sometimes they're like, (laughs) they can get to a point of whimpering where they wouldn't do that before. Mm -hmm. Like at least their um, chest and their collarbones and their heart and their um, torso will start to contract. And that's such a beautiful start because, you know, you can't brush or force someone or something. Yeah. Um, And some people, a lot of people, honestly, who haven't cried, either haven't haven't cried in a very long time maybe produce like one <laughs> drop of a tear full-on you know just release yeah you know, and and express and it's like I call it like oceans in your eyes because it's just pur- like purging and it's just such a beautiful like clarity and, and cleansing and healing and reset of your nervous system yeah and it's I- like- I did a good episode with um, a friend of mine, Mo, which my best friend and, and um, Mo, you know, it was a really well-received episode. And he told me early on, like, I'm not a crier. I could go, I could go years without crying, honest to God. Um, but he used to, t- I used to tell him like, I want to cry. And he'd like, so cry. And I'd be like, I can't physically do it. And he's like, wow. we're going to sit here until you fucking cry. And he's like, let it out. And like, he's like, think about this and think about this. And, th- and he would like, drag me through all the shit that like, why aren't you crying, dude? Like start crying. And like, I'll tell you what I always, I mean, there's, there's healing in, in crying. I, the only thing is, is I always feel so tired when it's over, but, um, yeah. oh my God, it's so healing, but I'll be, I'll be exhausted the entire day, but I don't cry much anymore. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. it's, I feel better. Mm-hmm. That you know, that exhaustion is so, so beautiful and important because again, it's just like a purge and then just like a ringing out of everything that's everything toxic. Trauma. Everything, trauma, toxic, hurtful, stagnation, restricted, control, yeah. manipulation, pain. Um, oh, crying with myself personally. And with friends, I cry um, almost every day. I don't really keep tabs on it, but fairly frequently. Um, <laughs> like a almost every day, a lot of times during the week for everything. That's important because crying just means you're connected with God, connected with spirit. And, Mm. you know, it means your heart is open to give and receive love. Yeah. Because sometimes you're not just crying because you're sad or hurt or angry or frustrated. Sometimes you are. Sometimes it's just almost like um, like a beautiful small child or like a baby. Like I was um, getting my beautiful baby kitty son magic, some food and, you know, just these beautiful, beautiful um, children were in the store and their mom was talking to the associate and they were just pulling at my leg and showing me all the animals and the fish. And they just wanted to show me everything everywhere. And I got in my car afterward and I just felt so special and amazing that like they felt safe with me yeah they felt safe with me like let's really like <laughs> they felt safe with me they to even like physically touch it's like what know? it's like how do yeah I mean listen so, I gotta tell you like I feel that way about this podcast like people come to me and I'm like hey listen man I'm just a guy who went through a shitty relationship but I'm doing the best I can you know and I can yes. only all I can do is that all I can do is I can share with you what I went through and I hope you can gain from something for you know I hope you can gain something from it and I hope we can relate to each other and I hope you know we share this path to healing together yes uh yes sharing it together it's so important because there's the part of the healing where there's solitude and then there's a part of the healing, you know, where there's independence and there's interdependence. And that's something we are ready for. And I am personally ready for, ah, I just said it, I just said it, you know, the next phase of healing, once you've done, uh, you'll know when you know, I'll say that intuitively. Mm-hmm. Um, and also perhaps if you're working with someone, you know, has a lot of that awareness too. Everybody helps everybody else. But the next phase of healing um, is in relationship. Mm. So, <laughs> I know we didn't touch too much on it, but I'm just saying, because this is healing for me, I am ready for my life partner. Yeah, yes. good for you. I've been single for maybe about five years now. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time in nature and solitude and doing my own healing work. And even up to maybe a couple months ago, I was like, I am having so much fun. And I'm like, 
not even on some fake like oh my god single life because mm-hmm. that's not me at all <laughs> but yeah. just like oh my gosh like I understand I understand the importance of this and also it's like I don't feel like I need a relationship anymore I feel like it's a bonus yeah I feel whole and complete and loved with with God with spirit and with myself and now we just want somebody to supplement those good things that we you know they say you can't love somebody else until you love yourself and yeah. I feel like at this point, like I love myself and I don't want to change anything about that. I just want somebody to supplement those good times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like support you, hold space for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, so also like we were talking about during this session work, um, again, it's connecting with their own guides and their own ancestors too. So they're doing all of their own work, if you will, too. And it's, it's pointing at the parts in their body and then bringing up the first memory of it. So sometimes they'll point out their heart or like a left side, their collarbone, or it'll be a very specific mm-hmm. part where the trauma is. And they'll say sadness. I said, you know, and then it's, you know, it's all channeling. Um, you know, it'll come through like who created that stuff. Like wh- what's the first experience of it? And yeah. I'll receive a clear answer and message, but it's to get them to say it first. So if they need some support of like opening that up, sometimes it'll be like your dad. And yeah. then they'll go right into that first memory. Maybe they were two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the full memory of dad did this to mom, and then you know, yeah, so they can, as you're saying, <sighs> purge it out, purge it out, express it, yeah. release it. Um, so just to really wrap this up with in terms of healing, um, for you, beautiful souls, beautiful sacred souls listening to this, is spend time in nature. Nature is very important, very loving, very healing. Spend time with animals, definitely. Um, if you need support, receive support, you know, whether it's with yourself experiencing somatic work, mm-hmm. um, scream, cry, vulnerability is really important, but of course in a safe space. Yeah. Um, just be, be your entire self. If you're in a supermarket and tears start streaming down your face, let it, let it happen. Yeah. Let it happen because guess what? You are so loved. You're so seen and you are so protected. You are so safe just to be you. So just be you, all of you and <sighs> Be more like be more joy. When I say be more joy, you are joy. So just be yeah. more joy. A huge part of this trauma healing, especially with narcissistic abuse, too, is expressing joy, like genuine joy, giggling like a little five-year-old, you know, <laughs> you know, watching some little doggies kissing each other. And you know, it's like <laughs> just <Yeah>. like <laughs> well, you never you never know when or where or how your healing is gonna come. So when it comes, be ready to embrace it and uh get ready to to live that that new life because it's coming so listen alexa thank you so much for doing this this was really fun um you know you and i've been planning on on doing this for a while so i'm glad (laughs) it finally got to happen i think you're awesome i love all this stuff about the healing um i can't believe we did a deep breathing exercise on this podcast that was the first time ever but this was so much fun thank you so much for doing this everybody if you'd like to follow her you can follow her on instagram it's uh at i am alexa nicole and then also she has a website um www.iamalexanicole.com where you can follow her and you can schedule a session with her one-on-one and uh, she'll walk you through some of these healing techniques that that she's an expert in. So again, thank you so much for doing this and uh, I hope you had fun. Thank you so much. Bye-bye everybody.